This episode is brought to you by the generous donations of our show sponsors, Daryl Delaney, Darren Katzka, Ryan Royce, Jessica Smith, Laura Pickren, Irene Villarito, John Carey, Charles Compton, and Nico Batson, as well as all of our awesome patrons. Thank you so much. Never let your morals prevent you from doing what is right. Isaac Asimov, Foundation. Hello and welcome to Eberron Reunited, D&D 5th edition actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I am your dungeon master, Eric. And I'm Philip. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode. Gentlemen, what happened last time? We broke into a Stormlord's house. We sure did. And um, we did some, between uh, all of our preparations, we made it to where basically there's an empty Stormlord's house. Um, There was one guard at the door and he's off on a mission now. I look like the Stormlord, so that made it a little easier. Barrick turns some stairs into a slide for Booyah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, we did find a obelisk, or they found an obelisk, and before they could start deactivating it, a mud monster <laughs> has appeared. Okay, so real quick, before we get into initiative, um, Dex, you are on, you climb the stairs to the third floor, and you come into a hallway, there is a door immediately to your left, and then along the right side, there is a wall for the hallway, um, there's an open door that shows a washroom and then there is just a long hallway back past the stairs that you just walked up um, that there is a large set of double doors. I start walking towards the large set of double doors. Okay. Um, once you reach the large set of double doors, you then hear Barrick's message about the stairs are now to, now a slide and Booyah, do you say anything in regards to what you're seeing? Yeah. Booyah lets out a little, ah, monster. Okay, so that's what you hear, a monster. So I, I love that show on Nickelodeon with the guy. With the- <laughs> so yeah, let's go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, <gasps> it's a natural 20. twenty for a thirty-four initiative. Thank you, magic. Oh shoot, I'm not wearing the cloak. I wouldn't be wearing the cloak. So thirty-two. Well, in that case, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Barrick, twenty-one. Booyah, seventeen. Really wasted that twenty though on initiative. Would you like to introduce something to the narrative? The only thing I can think is I would like, I mean, that guard that I sent off to the East, he's really investigating, make, making a day of it. Like okay. he wants to find something to bring back to the storm Lord. So he's going to be gone for a while. Okay. Nice. Um, but he wants to do it on his own. He's not going to call in any backup. <laughs> he wants to all the glory of finding the poacher. <laughs> okay. Um, so it is shocker. Dex is up first. So, Okay, I'm going to, uh, well, first, because it doesn't require any action, I'm going to say, did you say monster? Yes. Look like made of clay. Halfway through his speaking, you hear in the background just a... <laughs> All right. Uh, then I'm going to use my move action to move... A, I mean, okay, three actions. Move, 
dash as an action, dash as a bonus action. How far have I gotten? How close am I now? Um, given the size of the manor, I'm trying to navigate it quickly. It's um, 90 feet, essentially. Yeah. Um, it has to get me back to the first floor, right? Oh, I'm, I'm going to say it gets you to the kitchen. Okay. Okay. Um, so now it is Barrick's turn. Where's the monster? Uh, you just seen Lord Montu around the corner. The monster, you can't quite see it because of the just wall, um, but it's down in the center of the basement. You see Booyah, and you, you witnessed Booyah landing on this soft, natural earth, and it moving out from underneath it to reveal a concrete floor. Okay. Or a stone floor. I want to slide down the rest of the way and okay. kip off towards the, the golem. Okay. Um, so once I get him in sight, uh, so I kind of imagine this is Barrett comes just sort of lets go and just comes sliding down the uh, down on his on his feet, sliding down the um, the ramp, uh, and then as soon as he's uh, nearing, pushes off the wall so that he doesn't just ram straight into Puya on the ground. And as soon as he can see the golem, as a bonus action, I place my hexblade's curse on it. And how far from me is it? Um, the basement, how big the basement is. Um, it, it's only about, I would say, 30 feet from you. Because it's in the middle of the basement. Okay, so I can't even actually get to him. Uh, I'll move in a little bit past Booyah. And so basically what it's like now is that I, I come sliding down, push off, roll my way into the room. And as I come up, the sword forms in my hand um, and comes flicking out of my hand. Across the space. Okay. To, towards the goal. 15. 15. That does hit. All right. It's a very big. Can I retcon something? What's that? They were hiding in the bushes with my room. So they brought it in. Okay. Uh, so that is 18 damage. Okay. And, and I will retrieve my sword. That's okay. So the sword flies across the basement and just sinks into this uh, very thick earth-like substance. And then you retrieve it and it feels like there's some resistance just coming out of him. Mm-hmm. And then it comes free and lands back in your hand. There's still some residue and bits of, of clay on the sword. Booyah. Stands up. <laughs> <laughs> That's half your movement. And pulls planar justice and takes a shot. Doing a call shot or just a regular shot? Just a regular shot at this point. I have considered that though. We're gonna see how this goes for a little bit. Okay. Um, that's going to be eighteen. Hit. It's been a while. Seven damage. Nice. And bonus action, uh, fury of the small. So he gets another seven damage, and that's it for Booyah. Okay. So it's going to uh, lumber up to the nearest creature, which is Barrick now. And it's just going to take one of its huge fists and just bring it straight down. Mm -hmm. 26? Yes, that is. (laughs) 12 damage. And I need a constitution saving. Mm. 10. So as this this clay fist comes crashing down on you from above, you feel um, your collarbone snap. And your maximum hit points is reduced by 12. Okay. On the plus side, you're back to full health. 
<laughs> so yeah, you just hear this crunch from within you and just the pain pulses down your arm. And your choice of ways of describing physical, like long-term physical harm to everyone in this campaign is so awful. Like, like we got guys whose wrists are being sawn off. We got collarbones. You do a lot of things to people's collarbones. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. I mean, it only takes four pounds of pressure, so you know. It is the. It, it is <laughs> also the, like horrifyingly painful. It's the circuit breaker. It does what it's supposed to do. Um. Okay, uh, Dex, you're at the top of the slide. Um, I, I want to slide down, stay on my feet. Do I need to do acrobatics or anything for that? Since you're coming from the top, yeah. And you got those short little dwarf legs. That's right. <laughs> I'm a dwarfy guy. Acrobatics. It's a 13. 13? Oh, I won't retcon it, but your speed should have been less than 30. Oh, well. You, I, I would say you kind of slide to a stop. You're maybe on a knee. You didn't. What was your, I'm sorry, what was your check exactly? What do you mean? To do what? What was the result of your acrobatics? 13. 13. Yeah. You're kind of on a knee, so you're still in attack position, Mm -hmm. but you're not in the best position to to move or anything like that. If I'm at at the bottom, how far away am I? Um, He's come up uh, probably about, how much movement did you have left when you got down to the bottom? Probably... 10 feet or less. I just sort okay. of moved in so I wasn't right next to Ten feet. I'm going to play with my new toy, I think. Is, okay. there, is anybody in a straight line between me and him? I mean, Barrick <clears throat> is in a direct straight line. A five foot wide line. I mean, because Barrick came down and just immediately went. Okay, then I can't do lightning bolt. Uh, well, and I stood up right... <coughs> I mean, I'm assuming I was at the bottom of the yeah, steps I mean, it's and I just right stood okay. up. Uh, but I, I look in and I see the obelisk and I say, nobody touch that. Avoid that at all costs. And then I... I guess I swing... My okay. Um, as soon as you activate the blade, mm-hmm. as soon... I mean, this is the first time you've done it in this situation. You flip it out, mm-hmm. and, like, electricity is just crackling along the edges of it, and you can just hear... Um, the way I described the stone to uh, Randy before we started... Is it? It's not containing lightning. Like if you look at the stone, mm-hmm. it contains a storm. Like yeah. there's clouds, and if you listen closely, you can hear rumbles of thunder coming from your ribbon. And so, yeah, it's just crackling with lightning energy. All right, and I whip it at him. Okay, twenty-three. That is most certainly a hit. All right, so that's twenty-one points of damage. Okay, Barrick. Uh, Barrick steps sideways um, slashes his hand down the blade uh, so that it um, catches fire and deals radiance and so there's a long forgotten I suspect forgotten uh, by everyone uh, function of my amulet that I didn't notice until just now and realized how crazy wonderful it is now what's that? when I deal radiant damage to a creature when I damage a creature with radiant damage, it becomes vulnerable to radiant damage. I do recall that now. <laughs> Too bad I changed it. <laughs> yes, but my sword now does radiant damage. Oh, perfect. That's what, good, good, that's good. what I just did to it. So, uh, I'm going to, now that he's right up on me, I'm not going to, obviously not by the bothering throw. I'm just okay. going to attack him. Uh, that's better than last time. That's uh, 16, so that hits. Yep. Uh, that will be 21 radiant damage, and he's now vulnerable to it. Okay. So, second attack. That's better. That's 17. Yep. Slowly working my way up. <laughs> <laughs> so 
He is vulnerable to this. <coughs> 22. 22. 44. Then. <laughs> 44 damage. 44 damage. I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> um, booyah. So are like chunks of clay falling off this thing now? Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the radiant energy just seems to almost be cooking the thing from the inside. You see it becoming more brittle and yeah. pieces so, falling off. So the way that this looks is Barrick essentially, he has the sword out, but he's kind of, you know, he's, um, is you see him sort of pause and center himself uh, to ignore, to somehow magic ignore uh, <laughs> the fact that his collarbone is broken and his arms shouldn't function properly. Uh, so he just draws the blade down and then it pulls back into the, that, you know, that Obi-Wan Kenobi stance with the hand, with the, with the, the empty hand out mm-hmm. and the sword held high and back. And then just begins to move, uh, pivoting sideways, slashing one-handed, whereas he's previously always used the sword two-handed. Um, and the, the first time he cuts, the sword is just light at this point. It's just sort of this blaze of silvery fire uh, and the second time, and it, the first time he cuts through, it sort of cracks the clay open a little. And the second time he carves through, you just see that f- silvery fire just spread through the thing. Nice. Booyah. Okay, Booyah advances on the creature and swings his rapier at it. And that's going to be 22. That's a hit. And that's 13 damage. And then... 13 damage, you said? Yes. Then he's going to, for his second attack... uh, Actually, he's going to do a bonus action and draw up on the power of the planes to ignore damage resistance. Okay. And going to attack with the hand crossbow. Oh. Mm. One? Oh, one. Okie dokie. Oh, um, man. Um, Randy! <laughs> not me, it was Booyah. <laughs> this is absolutely not because of that. And I'm absolutely fine if you still do something to me because of what just happened. But I would also like to say that as part of his movement, my intention was to get out of the way so that Dex could move into the room more easily. Okay, so. I think you said sidestep, so. <laughs> Did I? Okay. What Phil just said was, I moved out of the way so this guy has a straight it's, line to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was not my intention. So, the the inner I'm I'm gonna play with the the established rules we, oh, we set up because yeah, it's, a I, one. I, I it's a one. It's a one. It's a despair. Yeah. Um, you did a lot of tinkering with your oh, no. with planar justice and swapping out the stones and stuff. And that last time you took the stone out, just one of the elements was just a little. The connection wasn't quite right, and so an immense amount of energy shoots out of planar justice and impacts with this uh, golem's chest and you see him kind of writhe and is in pain and you see another golem's head come out of its chest as it kind of crawls out of him and then stomps on the ground and there's another golem standing right there next to him. But they've now split the hit point pool of the original golem. Mm. Um... (laughs) Oh, something go wrong with planar <laughs> justice. Mm, cool. Cool, 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 cool. No, 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 no. Well, that's not helpful. <laughs> so since matter can be neither created nor destroyed, they're smaller golems now, right? <laughs> Shrink. I don't care if their hit points change. But are, they, are they two half-sized golems? They're now? a little bit smaller. Well, <laughs> 
They're okay. hollow. That's where they came from. <laughs> Same size, hollow. <laughs> Filled so, with chocolate. They're like goodness. Easter bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> the original Gollum, uh, now reeling the, from the OG. having just given birth. Very nice. <laughs> going to kind of pivot because this is a. Um, let me double check and make sure that I'm not making something up in my own green space. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. let's make sure we're staying factual here. Oh, hmm. Okay, so it is going to take a step, close the gap with Barrick, and slam down. Disadvantage. See how I did it before you read the number? So that is going to be a 22. Shh. He, he rolled a, a 14 and a 17, so, you know. Um, no, I mean, that hits. Eight damage. Where are you at, hit points-wise? My hit point. A little lowering, lowering again? Oh, well, you need to make cost your yeah. save. Ah, that's the thing. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, 18. 18. So your your arm is still pained, but it kind of hits you in the ribs. Mm-hmm. And you manage to anticipate the hit just enough to where you still take the damage, but you're okay. Yeah. Physically. So, um, yeah. And now it's going to make its much forgotten second attack. Oh. Still has disadvantage. That would be a 15. That will miss. Okay, so you manage to get a beat on where the next hit is coming from and dodge out of the way. Um, it is now back around to the top for Dex. Is it possible for me to maneuver myself to where there's an unstructured straight line with both golems in it? You just said he dove out of the way. Booyah's moved a bit. Um, and I got 20 feet to play with. I'll give you... Yeah, I was going to sure. say, I think if you get around to like a right angle to me, you should right. be yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to use my once... Per long rest, new thing and cast lightning bolt. Okay, they have. Hope Booyah didn't screw up. Hey, yeah. Um, do I roll for this or just I the DC? He rolls for this, so <laughs> they they make a uh, dexterity saving throw. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you said it was, um, and because they have magic resistance, they get advantage. Crap. So it's um, ten plus your dexterity modifier. Yeah, DC fourteen. Fourteen. We'll add your proficiency onto that. Just it's usually eight plus proficiency plus a plus a stat. Okay, eight plus proficiency plus, plus a stat. That'd be fifteen. Fifteen, better. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's... Wait, wait. Eight plus proficiency plus a stat. That's plus, plus your dexterity modifier. That's seventeen. Sorry, seventeen. Yeah. Okay, so the first one passes. Um, okay. What? Oh no! They have a negative dex modifier. He does not pass. He of course rolled. They have a ne- yeah. <laughs> he that rolled. Makes sense. He rolled a seventeen. Um, second one, eighteen. So oh, okay, so the first one takes. Golden. Sweet, sweet dice. 7, 10. That's a disappointing kind of roll. I know. First one takes 22. Second Thanks, one takes, Chris. Second one takes 11. Yeah, I used my new uh, D- D20 radio D6s, and I just I rolled bunk. Okay. I, rolled, I, rolled, I rolled four twos. The second one takes half damage, so he'll take 11. Yeah. Okay. Which one? The the one that had... I That one, the one that been there the whole time was closer to you, so I had him roll first, and then the new one. Okay, second. so he took the most... Um, yes. Just the lion's share there. Um, okay, so now it is Barrick's turn. 8d6, and I got a 22. Alright, so Barrick's going to keep focusing on... Barrick knows that now knows now that Dex is ribbon, he's not going to do Radiant, so he focuses on the one that he's already hit, okay. um, rather than trying to spread the, the vulnerability around. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, Barrick sort of um, steps out of the way of the, of the second blow... Uh, and then just sort of hacks down into the arm in, a, in an arcing slash. Okay. Uh, 16. That's a hit. Uh, that's 20 radiant damage, so 40. Wow, I have rolled 
single digits on this. I'm really glad they have low HP or low AC because I have rolled single digits on every attack. Uh, that's an 18 <coughs> and another tw- uh, 40 <laughs> radiant damage. Okay. There's no way. He's taking over 200 points of damage, I think. It is now the new golem's turn. So it is, it's going to... So, just so that I have the orientation of the place, the one that took full damage from Dex is not the one I have been fighting. Yes, that is correct. Oh, wait, okay, it's so, not? So, no. So I'm fighting one here, Dex is fighting, and, and this one's here, and then Dex is kind of over here? No. No. The, the, the one that you are fighting is, I, I envision Dex basically running to the right. Right. So the one that you're fighting was closest to him. So that's the one that took, took the full brunt. Okay, yeah. cool. The the new one, because the other two are kind of over here, is going to bum rush Booyah and kind of make a leaping slam onto 19. Yes. 19 damage. Goodness. And I need a constitution save. No. No. That is disappointing. <clears throat> so yeah, it, it comes and slams down and... Booyah, you're kind of launched back a little bit and you land weird on your wrist and you just feel something pull and just you have a hard time gripping with your off hand. And so your max hit points is reduced by 19. <coughs> okay. Fun, fun. Um, and it makes its second attack. 25. Uh, yes. How you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I mean, I... Well, you just took 22 points of damage. Oof. And I need constitution saving. Oh, yeah. That that hit. Uh, no, that actually, because he he didn't hit me very hard last time and then missed. Uh, that is 14. It slams down and you, get, and you feel three or four of your ribs just kind of give in. And it's hard to intake breath. And your <coughs> max hit points are reduced by 22. Um, okay. It is now... Oh, he is going to cast haste on himself. Booyah, it is your turn. Oh, Booyah is a bleeding little monkey right now. So yeah, you're just kind of wheezing now with uh, your your cracked ribs. One of your hands doesn't work quite right. Shakes his head, trying to shake it off, and feels like not going to be able to use... And kind of scared to use planar justice right now, anyway, after what happened. (laughs) So he swings with his rapier. You get the sense there's only a 5% chance of that happening again. <laughs> and... <laughs> True. Uh, he's going to swing with his rapier on his first attack. Uh, At least it's better than a 1. Um, <laughs> five. Oh, yeah, that's not yeah, That's... 10. Okay. And second attack. Going to shoot planar justice at him. Um, you're within melee range, so you have disadvantage. There's a bonus action. Still have disadvantage. Still have disadvantage. You're in melee range. And handbow. Uh, hand, oh, hand yeah, you, you have the feet. That's right. Yeah, I got the feet. Don't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that should get him. That's 20? Yep. 21, actually. No, that was also part of the one, is that he has like a 38. <laughs> Real hard clay. Not going to do a lot, but eight damage. Okay. All right, it is now the OG, right? Yes. So he's going to swing at Barrett. 15? Nope. Second attack? 11. All right, Barrett is. <laughs> he's kind Beric of. Barrett is dodgy. Um, oh. Um, it is now Dex's turn. 
right, Dex says, uh, well, fellas, looks like you got things handled down here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I am going to, the one that's closest to me is going to get a face full of ribbon. We hopefully. So that's one barrack is fighting. The one barrack's been fighting, yeah. Just because I don't want to, I, I don't want to run across it to get yeah. the other one. I would like to go help Booyah, but not my own, not risk but my own safety. It'd be inconvenient, so. Uh, 17. It. Or 18, 21 uh, points of damage. 21 points of damage? Mm-hmm. Um, so Barrick slashed down in its arm, and this radiant energy is pulsing through it, and Dex, it's it's clearly staggering a bit, and so you take advantage of that to um, swing your ribbon weave and wrap it around its neck area, and you just kind of plank one foot on the ground and begin leaning fully back, and you see the ribbon weave begin to crack and pull through the clay as the thing starts screaming and grabbing for it and eventually the ribbon weave just comes free and this blob of clay falls and hits the ground and shatters and the rest of the body crumbles onto the ground. And the shadows lift from it come to me <laughs> and I regain some hit points. Okay. It is now Barrick's turn. Uh, Barrick is going to switch to the other golem and attack him. Uh... <clears throat> I uh, don't have Hexblade's Curse on him anymore, so Beric is going to rush across one of the runes on the sword and cast Searing Smite. Q, that's going to hit. This is going to deal some extra damage. That's a lot of dice. So that is 17 radiant damage and 11 fire damage. That's relevant. Also, the target is now on fire. And vulnerable to radiant? There's only once. Attached to one of the other features that I can do once per short rest. Okay. So that's it. That's probably how, how this happened. <coughs> okay, this golem is going to reel, and it's going to... It's, it's kind of surrounded by threats at this point, so it's going to swing once at each of you. It gets three attacks. Well, no, no. The two that are adjacent to it, right? Booyah. 16? Nope. Barrick. 12? Nope. So it's swinging wildly, ineffectually. Booyah. It's your turn. All right. Once again... Booyah is going to try to once again draw up on the, the planes to assist with his attack. No, he's not. No, he's not. Okay. Don't overthink it. I'm, I'm, well, all right. He's going to attack with planar justice as a bonus action before he does. He's going to try to draw on the planes. Attack. Shoot at this thing. Grief. Um, 16. Hit. And it ignores damage resistance. And that is 12 damage. Okay. And then he's going to try to poke it with his rapier for a second attack. And that's 15. Hit. 13 damage. You poke your rapier into it and pull it back, and the hole that the rapier created immediately reforms, doing no damage. Not surprised. Dex. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go over to that one now also and going to hit it with my ribbon weave. Yeah, I am. 24. Hit. And that's going to be 18 damage. And that's all. That's what I do. I hit things. <laughs> Beric. Uh Okay, so this thing is still trying to sort of pound on Booyah. Uh, and so Barak it doesn't have just, enough sense to get out of the way. <clears throat> right. Yes, we see that. Does um, it take fire damage on your turn or on its turn? It would have been on its turn. How much? Oh, uh, give me a constitution saving throw for it. It may not be relevant. It's 
Advantage. 17. Oh. It does not save. Two more fire damage for the And Beric, sort of with his offhand, uh, touches the medallion, and then reach, and, and there's sort of this ball of light that appears, and he reaches out and throws this bolt of energy at the golem. Uh, I'm going to use Guiding Bolt. Uh, that's going to be a lot. 20. It's going to be 21 radiant damage. And the next attack against it has advantage. Okay. It is now its turn. Golem is going to try to slam on uh, Booyah and Beric again. Oh, just uh, Constitution saving throw. Um, worse than last time. 15. Six more fire damage. Okay. Um, it swings for Booyah, but the flames within it begin <laughs> to just cook it from the inside out. And as soon as it slams down, its arm begins to stiffen. Yeah. And baked. It, it just baked it stops mid swing. And Booyah, you're kind of in front of it. And yeah, it's it's no longer moving. Dex wants to walk over and tip it. And well, so it get falls. Booyah out of the way first. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it falls and crashes like a T-1000. Okay. Yep. The obelisk is still there, but you have dealt with the golems. <clears throat> uh, Do I have any idea how to fix our hit point problem? I have a, uh, 26 and a max of 26. Thinking you're going to have to go to church. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need to go to church. Thanks, Mom. All right. Cool. Okay. Well, um, if you successfully uh, disable this obelisk, you'll have enough money to pay the fees to the church to get it done. So, All right. I say, um, Booyah, you know how to disable this thing. Yeah, but we all know how. All right, get started on that. And I guess we've answered our question about old Omantu, huh? Have we? Well, I mean, this thing's here, but have we answered our question about what he is? About well, whether he's the, an agent of them? The golems guarding that thing sure never took a swing at me, and I was right there with all of you doing damage to him, too. What does that mean? I think that they that they wouldn't attack their creator or their whatever. I could be wrong. I'm still going to look in his bedroom. I, mean, I have no problem with you're in his bedroom. I'm, I'm still going to open it. I'm open all the doors. Probably you need to do that fairly quickly because eventually that guard's going to wonder when you're actually going to go to the party. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I'm, I'm old. I fell asleep in the... At the, very least, at the very least, you probably need to leave at some point and, and then sneak back in or something. No, you're right. You're right. But he's still out on the um, end of the property. If I cast the spell magic, will that assist with this process? Yeah. I could say it gives, gives Booyah advantage on his checks. Okay. Arcana. Beric does this sort of With Doctor advantage. Strange sort of <laughs> hand yep, motion tutting. and begins. Um, Ten on the first roll. Three on the second oh roll. Um, and that's with your intelligence modifier? Okay. Yeah. Um, so you begin examining the runes and you pull out these special tools that you've always carried with you. You, you use planar justice to work on them, but you also use them for this purpose. And you begin examining and you start to go make your first mark and you stop and you're like, it's been a while since you've done this. And so you, you just, you kind of hesitate for a second. Go and give me another check. 19. Okay. You remember that you've been staring at the runes of a deactivated one for a week. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you kind of think back to in the safe room, you take a couple breaths with t- still hurt. Um, and steady your hands despite your injured wrist and you mark through one of the runes and you see the light kind of pulse for a second almost seemingly go out and then it 
it pulses still, but it's much fainter. Um, there's a couple other marks you gotta make. Embarrassed this the whole time standing over him. I'm glad I'm rolling with advantage. 15. Okay. So. That was, yeah. <laughs> tell you what, um, this dice R- is not Randy rolled friendly. a one on his, uh, on one of his dice. The column comes back to life. Um, Another one crawls out of the... Eats Booyah. The obelisk becomes a golem. That's not what a despair on this obelisk would be. No, I know. Oh, no, I know. It'd be be Booyah trips and falls and lands on it. So you bring your tools up to the next rune that you remember you need to mark, and you make a very fine mark through it, and the pulsing continues to slow, get a little bit fainter, and yeah, next check. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. You go to what you know is the next to last room that you have to mark through, and you make some fine marks through it, and now it's stopped pulsing. It's just kind of sustained at this very faint purple glow. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Twenty. Yes. Twenty-one, actually. So you rolled a natural twenty. You have successfully disabled the obelisk. What else would you like to have happen? Um, as it pertains to this, no, it could just something that affects the narrative. The real Lord Amanatu's actual guards that went with him have gotten just roaringly drunk at the party. Okay, and are and he will come home in a bad mood because they're passed out stone cold somewhere else. Okay, and could I also say that with that 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 Booyah has really learned a lot about what he's doing in case he ever has to take care of one of these again? Yeah. That his check may be a little better. Yeah. Well, um, maybe Barrick, after watching him, who has a, an eight Arcana modifier, <laughs> understands how to do this. I will say, for the sake of this, now that you've done it this time, the tools that you need to use to do it, you have proficiency with. So you get to add your proficiency modifier also if you ever need that's it. That's plus eight, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so, so Dex. The the purple glow completely dissipates. Barrick, you you no longer detect magic on it. All right, and uh, Dex exhales despite not realizing he'd been holding his breath the whole time. Tell me, you're sure he needs to die? I'm not yet, but I'm not done looking either. All right. I mean, I I I think Dex would genuinely see. It really could have just been Eric not thinking to hit me, but I think Dex would see that as a as a thing. Uh, it's his house, his golem. They didn't touch him. Sure. Um, um, Can I look around this basement? I mean, is it just the thing? Is um, there anything else here? There's some crates with um, some, what you can tell are food stores initially, just giving a cursory glance. If you want to make a more intentional search, you can give me a perception check. Since he's going to go check the bedroom, I'll okay. do an investigation here. Ooh, that's pretty good. Um that's going to be a 20. 20. Investigation, I assume, was what you were asking for. Yeah. You find, through searching through his things, um, a, a crate with two notable things. One appears to be a sturdily constructed hooded lantern. There's ancient runes circling the base. Like, this is just you looking at it in the crate. Um, you don't speak Dwarven, do you? I don't think so. No. And then you also see a scimitar in a crate that has a blade that appears to be pitch black. Um, in fact, like even with your dark vision and everything, it seems to consume all the light around it. 
Um, the hilt seems to be covered in webs with some spider legs drawing down to uh, drawing down the hilt to the pommel that bears the appearance of a spider. Um, and so, yeah. That's I do an arcana check on these things? Sure. 23 on the scimitar. Okay. And 20 on the lantern. Okay. Both of them do contain magical properties. Okay. What you can tell based on your check with the sword is um, it has the... Uh, it's clearly drow made. It has the bane property on it against giants. And you can detect some of the markings on the blade that when the item is struck or used to strike a foe, you hear a fragment of a song. It's it's song crafted. With the lantern, it has the delver property. So while underground, the bearer of this item always knows the item's depth below surface and the direction to the nearest staircase, ramp, or path leading upward. Well, that would have been useful. <laughs> um, and it is magically lit. Um, it looks like you can say a word and the light will come on and then say the word and the light will go out. Hmm. Cool. The word is banana phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're now dealt with the obelisk. Are you headed back upstairs? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to straight to the third floor. Like, I don't think that he would have anything incriminating on the same room that he has his parties because some drunk idiot probably wanders yeah. all this. So going up to the third floor, how many doors are there? Well, the third floor, remember, just has that hall. There's one door to a washroom and the double doors leading into a room that you don't know. Right. Um, double doors. Okay. Um, you open the double doors and you see an ornately decorated bedroom. Uh, fairly large. Biggest room you've encountered in the house except for the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a writing desk. There's a large four-post four, four bed. Uh, I want to go to the desk. I want to look around. I especially want to check for false bottoms and drawers, false backs, things like that. Okay. Um, but what I'm looking for specifically is if I can find missives from or half-written missives to something in Sarlona, that would okay. be great. Uh, I want to incriminate this guy if there's incrimination. Okay. 16, 15. You're citing mostly communications between the other Stormlords and himself. Um, mm-hmm. You see, you find the documentation indicating that he wants to extradite all of you. Mm-hmm. Um he does not believe that you are Stormreach's problem. Um, but you can't find anything about mentioning Sarlona or Inspired or anything like that. Nothing with the reentrance. Um, <clears throat> what are you all doing? Are you staying down in the basement? You're welcome to have joined me. Are you taking the items, I guess? Is the uh, yeah, I'm taking okay. those items. Um, I would like to, in our preparations, I'd like to flashback in our preparations... And I have obtained some knockout poison. Okay. Uh, go ahead and mark five gold pieces off of the 500 you got. Okay. And Booyah, I would like to flash back and have purchased a couple of healing potions, maybe. <laughs> does, does, do we know you have knockout poison? Probably. Okay. I would like to continue. I mean, Dex has it in his mind that he, I'm convinced. Right, so I'm not giving up. I want to run an investigation on walls, floors, trapdoors, under the bed. Okay, uh, this is going to take probably about mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes sure. to do this kind of search. Are you all going upstairs? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Booyah is going to hobble his way up the steps and basically uh, at the top of the stairs, kind of you know out of sight, keep an eye, just okay. kind of keep watch. Uh, I'm going to step out to where the guard was posted. 
Okay. Uh, and <laughs> melt into the shadows in the wall next okay. to where he was posted. Okay. Um, as you all are posted throughout the house and Dex is uh, searching, uh, go ahead and give me a roll to search the room. Barrick, give me a perception check. 21. 21? 16. 16. Okay. Dex, you um, you begin just tearing the room apart, looking everywhere. After about, I would say, 10 minutes of searching, you manage to find a, a section of false floor underneath his bed, kind of reaching, pressed down, and it pops up, and you find some missives discussing... It's not so incriminating to say, I am an inspired and I want to rule the world. It's mostly, it seems like really old letters describing intense headaches, intense nightmares. Just, it seems like he was a long time ago growing very concerned about his mental well-being because of what was going on. But some of the ramblings towards the, the last letters kind of revealed that he was starting to lose it a bit and starting to accept the nightmares as punishment for his crimes and the things that he had done wrong in life and begin to kind of embrace them as a form of penance upon his his soul. You see, moving at a very strong clip, very pissed, Yorick Amantu coming down the street. Let me ask, is, does Yorick still seem crazy? Or is he, this, no. Okay. I mean, the, the interaction that uh, you all saw oh, him right. at the gala, he seemed perfectly lucid. So He's on his way back, he's on his way back, he's on his way back, he's on his way back. I say, good. Here's what I think. I think that he was going crazy and he touched it and that's why he doesn't seem crazy anymore because the inspired are running the show now. So let me tell you what my wonderful plan was. Mm-hmm. Um, you were going to become, the, I was going to, I was going to knock out the guard and you were going to be the guard so that when he comes back, there's not a missing guard. Yeah, that would have been good. But here we are. So it was a good idea though. It, it was, was, I just was, wanted to clarify that it was it, a good idea. It was a good idea. Excellent. So you all are on Excellent. the third floor. Mm-hmm. Um, he, unless you do something to stop him, he comes in through the front door. I'm not going to stop him coming in the front door. Do you try to follow him or? <laughs> Oof. I can't stay invisible while moving. So, no. Nope. And you're upstairs. Upstairs. You're upstairs. Looking for a mm-hmm. place to hide if needed. Okay, so you presumably communicate to them that he's entering the house. Yep. You don't see him coming up the stairs. Okay. Um, I look I immediately, I mean, there's no guard here, so I, I turn and I look in a window. Um, you see him heading back towards the kitchen. He's going downstairs. I say... Um, say Barrick, he's one of them. He's going downstairs. We're about to be blown. We beat feet. He's one. He's one old guy. Go to do something right now. He's going downstairs. He's about to know what happened. He's about to know we were here. Look, looking at the, look at these letters I found. I'm pretty sure that he's inspired. I can't do that. He's I'm outside. Down. You went outside? Yes. I was going to. Re- I was going to knock out the guard so that you could replace him. That's how I knew he was oh, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going downstairs. Okay. I look like Amantu. Okay. I, don't, I don't care because he's not because only one two Amantus enter uh, <laughs> uh, Barrick slips back yep. in the door once, once Amantu passes through the kitchen door okay um, so you all are you trying to be stealthy or are you just yeah going? absolutely okay so give me stealth rolls all around maybe Booyah has cast cast that a Passive face as he's coming down the uh, stairs. Once, once we do, we, do you guys have to be <laughs> inside of it when I cast it? He creates an aura. Just on me. Okay, yep. so yeah, that's what I'm doing. Oh, well, in that case, I got a uh, 36. 27. Okay, so you all are very, very sneaky, and um, you come down the ramp very quietly, 
and you just see Amontu standing, staring at the obelisk and just breathing heavy, but not turning around yet. I just thought that lightning will just take him out. I want him dead. You're, you're you. We can't talk. He's. I know. Do, do your thing. He knows it's there. Act or not. Yeah, I'm gonna hit him with my ribbon weave. Okay. Right across his throat. I want him dead. It's a 25. Ooh. That's a hit. Mm-hmm. I presume you have advantage because we just snuck up. Oh yeah, may as well try another one. Huh? 25 it is. 11. 16. 27 points of damage. Okay. The ribbon weave wraps around him, like his his torso, and see the electricity affect him, and his head slowly raises, and you all see something you haven't really seen before, where this very faint green energy almost pulses out of Montu's head. I need dexterity saving for us from each of you, um, with disadvantage. 13. 25. 14. So, uh... In fiction, I'm going to say it's because Booyah was just underneath the mm-hmm. pulse, but this green energy pulses and hits you two in the chest, and you bounce off the back wall of this basement and kind of fall onto your knees, and he just slowly turns around, and you see this purple energy glowing from his eyes. You'll pay. You'll pay. End of episode. Eric obviously wasn't paying attention. That's not how he sounds. He sounds like this. Yeah, he sounds like this. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to connect with us, head on over to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are at the Geek Pantheon. We would love to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his music. You can find it all over at Incompetech.com. And thank you so much to all of our patrons who are amazing and wonderful. And all of you are amazing and wonderful. So thank you so much for listening. Once again, I'm your Dungeon Master, Eric. I'm Philip. Randy. Jeff. We'll see you next time. I knew that it was going to get us into what Dex would have done. Sorry. If you guys need to, if you guys need to run away, I'll.